family, welcome back to the Sageology podcast where astrology meets spirituality. My name is Sage and I am an astrologer and spiritual advisor and on this episode of the Sageology podcast we will be discussing how to how to prepare for eclipse season as well as the astrology and intuitive insights that I have for the week of October second through the eighth so just starting off i don't know how long this episode will be it might be a pretty lengthy one um because i have a lot to discuss and we are in october already isn't that crazy how fast time flies but anyways let's start talking about um eclipse season so if you guys are into astrology or just be on social media, you probably have heard people talking about, oh, we're in eclipse season, it's eclipse season, blah, blah, blah. But what actually is eclipse season and what are eclipses? And I'm also going to discuss how to prepare for eclipse seasons, what to expect, and how eclipses could be affecting you personally. So eclipse season is simply around the time in which we will be having eclipses. So eclipses, think of eclipses as like supercharged, very powerful lunations, right? So lunations are full moons and new moons and eclipses are full moons and new moons that take very that take place very close to the lunar nodes. So this kind of creates faded events, change the directions in your life. So whereas a normal full moon may illuminate something in your life and a regular new moon will kind of, you may want to um, initiate, you know, new things in your life or bring new things to your awareness. Uh, Eclipse is like that, but times 10. So wherever you are having these eclipses in your chart, they will definitely be major um life changes in your life so eclipses could feel very intense especially if you are a sensitive person you know it's intense for normal people but at the same time it's usually you know very subtle if you're not aware of these things it is very subtle because you're not paying attention to it but that also doesn't mean that it is not happening in your life so because the energy is super tense during the eclipse season and we're having a lot of, you know, these big changes. Emotions could be on edge. People could be on edge. So this is time to be like generally careful and reflective. Um, you know, changes and things are going to be happening in your life, but this isn't um, really a good time to just like be... I don't want to say outside, but like kind of be outside, outside, you know, like during eclipse season, you do want to be like more reserved and internally and like go within and just really do the emotional processing and emotional heavy lifting. Because if something is fated to change, it's going to change anyway. But a lot of times, like us humans, we get in the way. So this is not the time to like, you know, be crazy, hanging out with questionable people, um, doing dangerous things because during eclipse season stuff could go from 100 from zero to 100 real quick so be careful y'all and take that protection seriously and like know yourself your limits your boundaries um 
So we will be experiencing um, an eclipse next week on the 14th, and it is going to be a Libra solar eclipse. So if you want to know more about that eclipse, make sure that you listen to next week's episode, because as y'all know, I always go in detail and break down lunations, especially eclipses. But so the last eclipse that we had on this Aries Libra axis was on April 20th. So kind of think back to April 20th um, and see what happened, if anything happened significantly during your life. And also just kind of think about, you know, like your mindset where you were. I'm an avid journaler. So one thing that I like to do is go back and read my journal entries and also If you are not a journaler, kind of uh, another thing that you could do is if you take a lot of pictures in your phone, kind of look back towards your pictures around, you know, April 20th and and sort of see what was going on around that time that could kind of like help you regauge, you know, what your mindset was and what you're doing. But anyways, um, it's important for you to find out what houses sit on the Aries Libra axis in your chart because that will like tell you which area of your life you will be experiencing change especially if you are a person with Aries or Libra placements just know that over the next year or so you will just be experiencing lots of change in your life regarding whatever planet you have and regarding whatever house it sits in so rather you have you know Aries sun um Aries Mars, Aries Venus, Aries Jupiter, or, you know, Libra Venus, Libra Jupiter, Libra Saturn, you know, whatever. Whatever those Aries Libra placements may be, you want to look at them and you want to pay attention to them. Also, this eclipse season on October 28th, we will be having our last eclipse on the Scorpio Taurus axis. So, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. But, um... <laughs> Y'all, that was a rough eclipse cycle for me, and I'm I'm ready for it to end. But this last eclipse, I look at it and it's closing out with a bang. So on October 28th, we're having our last eclipse on the Scorpio Taurus axis. So if you have Scorpio Taurus placements, um, those eclipses have been going on since November 19th of 2021. So go back to November 19th of 2021 assess what was going on with your life how you feel and again eclipses could be really subtle you guys so even if it's not something that happens specifically over this day sometimes they play out kind of as shifts in mind change shifts in mentality that sort of thing i know what specifically happened towards me in like the end of november there was definitely some eclipse things going on but if let's say you had you were in like a new situation or you adopted a new mindset or philosophy or you know um, a new relationship or something like that like really think about what has been going on in your life for the past two years and that could kind of relate um see if you can tie it to the scorpio taurus eclipses and just know that that cycle will be ending this eclipse season as well so as a cycle is closing out for our um taurus and scorpio eclipses And then again, these eclipses are going to be especially powerful for you if you have Taurus and Scorpio placements. So as cycle is closing out for our Taurus-Scorpio eclipses, 
they are entering in for the Aries Libra one. And I always emphasize, like, try and, and catch it before it happens so you can just be aware and you know that it's a, the eclipses and what the eclipses are doing in your life because that kind of makes it easier to ride the wave, you know? Like, sometimes eclipses could be um, challenging to deal with, depending on how it's set up in your chart. So when stuff is happening or like crazy stuff pops off, sometimes it's kind of nice to know. It's like, okay, this is eclipse season or, okay, I'm having eclipses and, you know, this house with this planet. So maybe I need to sit my ass down or maybe I could be expecting changes in career or maybe I could be expecting changes in relationships or changes in, you know, my home life with family, you know, so just kind of uh, things, um, to to expect and to kind of you know think about especially if these eclipses will be significant for you on your chart another thing that i want to say too i believe that i mentioned this but i want to say it again you know like just to be clear so eclipses i personally feel as an astrologer that everyone is going to feel them they're, they're going to initiate changing your life some sort of way but I do want to emphasize that they will be most important and most felt depending on what house and what and if you have planets in those signs. So if you have um, if you have Aries, Libra on like angular houses being the 10th and 4th or the 1st and 7th, then, you know, you're going to feel that, you know, more importantly or and especially if you have like Aries or Libra placements in your chart, these eclipses are just going to mean a lot more for you. So if you have these eclipses in houses where, let's say you have no planets and it's not a, you know, angular axis in your chart, you know, you'll be OK. You can still watch out for them and pay attention to them. It's just not going to be as like potent or dramatic as a person who has placements, you know, in those signs or on an angular axis. But if you want to know more about how it will affect you personally, book a reading with your girl. I got you. You can just go to my website and look at consultation. And yeah, use Sageology Podcast as a discount. And I will definitely look at your chart real quick and let you know where in your life this will be happening and kind of like what to experience. Um, so, and again, to prepare for eclipses, I think it's just kind of the better, best to go within, be reserved and just kind of like really journal, sit with yourself, see how you feeling, take note of, you know, what you feel motivated to do, what you feel inspired to do, your emotional state, your motivations, what inspires you, that sort of reason, those sorts of things. Also, if there's any like big things going on in your life or dramatic things or weird things, even if it may be small, let's say you got into an argument, you know, like with your girlfriend or your boyfriend and it was resolved, you didn't think nothing of it. I still would like jot that down and pay attention to it because even though it may seem small now, it may seem bigger later. Or so even if you move or meet a new friend or something like that, like or even let's say somebody invites you out to dinner, you know, for a new group of friends, or you find yourself in any sort of new situation or any sort of like little thing that may be kind of odd that you're not paying too much attention to, definitely pay attention to it. And then again, it doesn't have to be specifically on the eclipse day, like eclipses, start thinking about things that happened that month, 
you know, like, because they could be really subtle, y'all, and stuff doesn't always happen specifically on a day. It could happen around that day, which is why we call it an eclipse season. So we aren't having any lunations this week, but best believe, like, people will be feeling these eclipses right here, right now. Um, so... Yes, and as I go through, um, kind of get into the horoscope of the week and talking about what you feel each day, I will definitely give you little tips and stuff and things to think about each day that may relate to the eclipses that we will be having next week. So even though we have no eclipses this week, you guys, like, please know that it still is eclipse season and, you know, be smart. Okay, so now let's get into the astrology of the week, starting with Monday. So Monday, we're going to have Mercury go opposite Neptune. Mercury and Virgo go opposite Neptune and Pisces. The moon is going to conjunct Uranus and Taurus. And then the moon is also going to be squaring Venus and Leo. And she's going to trine Mercury and then trine Pluto. So if you guys hear me like talk about the astrology at the beginning of the week and you're like, oh my God, what does it mean? Like, what is she saying? Like, what the fuck is a trine? Like, <laughs> what does that mean that Mercury is in Virgo? Just listen, be patient. I'm going to break it down to you. So um, this day, I feel like this is just a very good mercurial thinking day. Um, you know, so first let's talk about Mercury going opposite Neptune. Mercury is the planet that deals with your mind, thinking, you know, writing, analyzing, that sort of stuff, right? And it's going opposite the planet of Neptune, which is like a dreamy planet. It deals with um, illusions and the imagination. Like Neptune has a sort of like dissolving dreamy quality where it kind of this loses things, that sort of thing. So I do feel like this transit is good for healing. And it's also good for using your imagination in a constructive way. So I believe this is our last week of Mercury being in Virgo. And this is also our last week of Venus being in Leo. So I do think that if you appreciate Venus being in Leo, which Venus has been in Leo for forever, pretty much this whole summer, well, we're in the fall now, but like the whole summer, Venus was in Leo. And um, at the end of this week, she's leaving out of that sign. And Mercury has also been in Virgo for a long time because Mercury went retrograde in this sign. Um, so if you are a person who really appreciates Mercury and Virgo, whether it's like you are a writer, you know, you are a student, you're an accountant, or you're just like a very mercurial person where it's important for you to like be organized, analyze the details or understand why, whether you have a sort of affinity for information and breaking out information and learning, I will say really take advantage um, of this while Mercury still is in Virgo um, because he leaves actually on Wednesday. So this is one of the last major transits we are getting with Mercury still being exalted and in domicile in the sign that he rules. So back to this transit, right? I feel like Mercury opposite Neptune, this is good for healing. This is good for using your imagination in a constructive way. Um, so again, kind of how I was talking about with the eclipses, things are going to be popping off. This is a great transit for you to like internalize, like go deep into your 
not deep into your emotions, but really consider your emotions and break them down. So if you do really want to get ahead, um, and then also, guys, the reason why I say these things and I point out the astrology to you and I give you these tips, because as an astrologer, I believe that astrology is a wonderful tool to help us alchemize our lives. So when I'm giving you these suggestions, I'm not giving you these suggestions just because, you know, oh, I'm an astrologer and I do horoscopes. No, the reason why I do this, the reason why I do horoscopes, the reason why I break astrology down the way that I do, because I believe that if you can really understand all astrology is, is symbolism. And it's as above, so below, right? So what's going on in the sky is actually things that are going on in our lives. And, you know, as humans, we can be so just distracted by bullshit that we lose focus and we lose sight of the things that are important. And it's so easy to miss um, little things or things that may seem little in your life that are actually eventful and practical and that you need to be paying attention to. So I feel like astrology does a great job of just telling us how to best, you know, acclimize this energy. So this is a day, like I said, this is a mercurial day, good for Mercury things, you know, Mercury opposite Neptune, good for healing, imagination, journaling, you know, um, I'm telling you this because in our day to day, when we get caught up in day to day life, you may not notice that your mind is sharper on this day, or you may not notice that you are more attentive to your emotions this day. You're just going to brush it off and be like, oh, this was an emotional day. When you really could have took that time to sit with yourself and really analyze your emotions and really think about some shit, and you could have figured out, solve problems in your life before they even started. So, you know, like, I feel like astrology brings, gives, gives us this beautiful awareness and tells us what to pay attention to so we could best alchemize our lives. So, um, that was a little tangent, but, um, you know, if you care, if you want to get ahead of these eclipses, I kind of like think about shit, that's a good day to do so. <laughs> so the moon is going to conjunct Uranus. So again, like this could be unexpected truths revealed, revealed, or just like randomness, random situations brought to life. Also, there is kind of like a little theme of trickery and deception, nothing major, but just like, you know, little shit, almost like a kid think that they're being sneaky, but they not really being sneaky, but you kind of like entertain them for sure. So make sure you pay attention to like little things like that, especially if the moon in um, Taurus, like um, when the moon conjuncts Taurus, if it does anything, if you do see anything like random or kind of surprises, like please pay attention to it and just note it. Um, jot it down, even in any like your notes app if you want to, you know. And then, so the moon squaring Venus, I do want to take pay attention to this because you know, Venus is about to leave Leo, so I feel like it's kind of important to take to pay attention to this Venus transit because Monday is such an important day, like emotionally and paying attention to the subtleties. Because if you pay attention to the subtleties on Monday, it could really set you up for the rest of October. I didn't tell y'all yet, but October is low key a rough month, like. I don't want to put that in y'all heads, but honestly, just looking at the astrology, 
October kind of gives ghetto, like just a little bit, but it's an intense month. It's a rough month. It can come with like lots of intense emotions. You may start to feel like really contradictory as October progresses. You know, people are going to be having mood swings. A lot of the planets are going to be doing weird shit. So again, like Monday is such an important day. So really pay attention to those things and find like a sense of grounding and clarity. Um, before you continue, please. But anyways, the moon is going to square Venus. This is important because I told y'all Venus is going to go into the sign of Virgo on Sunday. Venus has her fall in Virgo. So Venus, she's doing, she's doing all right in Leo. You know, she went retrograde in that sign. So it's been a lot, but generally Venus likes Leo. Um, but, and again, Venus and Leo is kind of like, I feel like this summer, this the question was asked over and over again. Venus and Leo was telling us, like, what do you want? What do you want? Like, what are your desires? Like, what do you want? Venus went retrograde and it showed us, like, oh, I actually don't want this. And, oh, I actually do want this. And this is how I want to adorn myself. This is what I deserve. Like, this is how I want to treasure myself. Or this is what is important to me. This is what I want to focus on. So I feel like if you were intentional and you were paying attention this summer, like, Venus um, going retrograde in Leo and Venus being in Leo for so long was like, oh, what do I want? You know, it was a very, like, flashy summer, the summer of Barbie. Um, the summer of Taylor Swift and the summer of Beyonce, you know, I feel like the girls were up this summer, but as also people say that it was the summer of breakup. So I feel like a lot of women and people in general, but specifically women kind of like came into their, this is what I desire. Like, this is what I want. This is what I deserve. This is how I'm going to treat myself. This is how I'm going to honor myself. Um, so again, like really get get solid on like what do I want those wants really take note of them really take attention to those desires because those wants are going to start to be tested you know it's going to start to be tested so note that do, do you really is this what you really desire is this how you really feel about this and if so like write it down and and hold on to it and post it on your closet door post it on your wall you know like get that clarity and also not okay so the moon is squaring venus i feel like this or i'm feeling good or i'm feeling luxurious or i want this and i want that and this is how i honor myself right but also, why? Okay, try and dig deeper. Try and find out why I want this because of this. This makes me feel good because it reminds me of, you know, when I was a little girl and I used to pick flowers and put them in my hair. That's why I like to wear this sort of perfume because it brings, it triggers those memories. Try and find deeper. Try to go deeper and try to find or remember the why behind those ones. And remember your desires, even though they may feel unattainable. So even you're like, okay, I desire this or I want this. Be honest with yourself and say that even if a part of you feels like you can't have it. Let's not focus on the can't have. Let's just focus on the feeling for now. Um, that part will come through later. Right? 
So, also, the last, like, really cool thing that's going to happen on Monday is that we have the moon in Taurus. The moon's exalted in that sign. So, good feeling. Um, nice emotional intelligence. Nice, like, self-care type thing, right? But the moon is also is going to make a trine to Pluto and a trine to Mercury, which is creating a grand trine in the Earth signs and the Earth parts the earthy parts of your chart. So um, I do think that this is nice because the moon is exalted in Taurus and Mercury is exalted in rules Virgo. Now, the whole Pluto Capricorn, Pluto and Capricorn situation, that's kind of tricky. But I do, I will pay, I would pay attention to this because we have two two planets in really good conditions. And when I say a planet is like exalted or in its domicile or exalted, um, that just means that a planet is in a really strong, powerful condition. And when a planet is in a sign that is that it likes, it has more of the more of the ability to kind of bring through positive expressions and manifestations of that planet so you're able to use that planet more powerfully so i do think that again this is a good day of like coming up to answers of like as to why or it's a good day for planning obsessing the details of things also checking in with yourself emotionally seeing how you feel so the emotional intelligence of it but then also i do think that the pluto and capricorn is kind of bringing us back to all right, but, you know, my bills still need to be paid. I still need to make money. I still got to survive on some sort of level. So, okay, this is my desire, um, and this is my plan to come up with it. But, again, like, that financial aspect as to, like, why you may be doing certain things or your responsibilities, and I love that Mercury and Virgo is kind of there to help out. But all of this is happening at like the end, at the end of those signs. So we're on like that, the last degrees of the earth sign. So like that 26, 27, 28 degree, like that's where we're at. So um, with being in the last degrees of the sign, these emotions could kind of be like bleeding or just prepare for you know for a change this is not going to be something that is like set in stone basically okay so let's go into tuesday on tuesday we're going to have mercury um oh sorry y'all whoop, whoop, whoop. let's rewind that my bad so on tuesday we're going to have the moon enter gemini and then she's gonna square Saturn and Pisces, and then Mercury is going to trine Pluto, and the Moon is going to trine the Sun in Libra. So with the Moon being in Gemini, you know, like we're just gonna, um, people are just gonna be like more chatty, kind of want conversation and and to connect with people, those sorts of things. So you know, I do think it's good to kind of like be in a connective mood to like talk, be chatty, be socialized if you want to. But again, y'all, it's it's eclipse season, so I say only really hang out with those who you are close to, with those who you really trust. 
only talk to those who you're close to, only talk to those who you really trust. And also, if you do want to talk with someone who you like don't trust, you know, it might be a good day to kind of talk to them and see if they spill like arterial motives or something. So if you are suspicious about a person, how they're coming, their emotions, you may want to talk to them and just see if they reveal something. But I don't think today is a good day to be emotionally vulnerable with uh, people who you don't trust, especially. So, and then again, when you are talking to people, whatever, even if you do trust them, I still don't feel like now is the time to just, you could talk about maybe like the things that upset you or problems that you may be having with people who you trust. But I don't think now is a good time to be talking about like your wants, your desires, those sorts of things because it's eclipse season. So be careful in giving people information that can be sabotaged or information that could be manipulated in any sort of way. So um, just be careful about that. But, you know, Moon and Gemini, people are going to want to talk. People are going to get out. People are going to want to socialize. I think there's nothing wrong with that. But, again, just, you know, chill. Not extreme, but, like, chill. So when that, when that moon and Gemini goes to square Saturn and Pisces, Again, I do think that um, this is a like, oh, let me go be a socialite. Let me go socialize. But also, okay, there is like, um, Gemini is like surface level, you know, like tea talk conversation while Saturn and Pisces is like the deep looming spiritual truths you know underneath or like that that ocean of emotion or whatever and then saturn also could just again be like a, a stopping force or it could just be problems or something like that or it could create like this sort of sober mentality where you're just kind of wanting to you know like think responsibly and you're just kind of reminded of like the issues in life right so i do feel like it's a good day to brainstorm problems um and don't underestimate the resource of community especially elders so again if there may be old people have so much wisdom that people really be sleeping on like that old woman in your neighborhood who everybody ignores is really a encyclopedia so if you are having issues with like, you know, with raising your kids or, you know, issues within your marriage or just some random shit, you, your ear hurt and you're like, damn, my ear is hurting. What do I need to do about my ear is hurting? Go talk to that old lady. Go talk to that old man um, and see and ask them when you were a kid and your ear used to hurt. What did your mom do for you? Or, you know, I could see that you have wisdom. I'm having this problem in my life. Do you, do you have any advice for me? What could you recommend for me? So I, I do think that Tuesday is a beautiful day. Tuesday is a beautiful day to do that. Um, and so even though there may be like a little bit of sobering quality to it, I do think it's still like a nice transit and especially with the moon trining the sun. So, you know, soak up that good energy. So even though it may be little things that are sobering or little problems that are kind of like nagging you in the back of your mind, embrace the fact that all of the solutions that you need are available to you. 
So, you know, your problems are as big as, as your resources. And we live in an abundant world. We live in an abundant earth. So it may seem like a problem from your perspective, but I promise you have the tools to solve it if you just look. So, you know, Tuesday, Tuesday is a nice day. I like this day. I like the transits. And then Mercury is going to make a direct trine with Pluto and Capricorn. And again, this is just giving like, how am I going to survive? Like, what do I need to do to survive? So Pluto and Capricorn can definitely give like survival mode. Think about when Pluto first went into Capricorn and we had still like the housing crash in 08, whatever. People literally lost their homes, like their way of life. So Capricorn deals with like our material needs, like what needs to be done materially. And Pluto just dramatizes everything. So we're, oof, Pluto is doing some things at the end degrees of Capricorn. So, but with this Mercury-Pluto transit, and then again, like Virgo could sometimes be like, like hypercritical, hyper aware, and just cold <laughs> sometimes. So again, like take notes of it, but also don't create problems that don't exist. Sometimes when we obsess over things, we create problems that don't exist. Um, and also don't slip into survival mode because survival mode is a horrible thing to, to be in. Your brain isn't thinking logically. So again, take that agency within yourself. Um, even if you have to like talk and chat with other people so you're not emotionally drowning in your own head, um, I do know things that are getting heightened, so just just be chill. So Wednesday, Wednesday we have Mercury enter Libra, entering Libra. Um, we also have the Moon trining Mars in Libra, and the Moon squaring Neptune in Pisces, and Mars opposing the North Node in Aries. So let's talk about this. Again, with Mars opposing the North Node in Aries, this could really um, foreshadow, this could, if you experienced anything last Friday with that um, Aries full moon, right? Wednesday could be triggering those same events. So if something that happened on Friday, you notice like something similar or something related to that, happen Wednesday, pay attention to it because again, that could be a bigger theme in your life regarding this um, this access in your chart and also these lunations on the Aries Libra axis. So pay attention if something like that happens, anything that kind of like, you know, pushes you, pushes you towards your destiny, right? So the North Node in Aries is kind of like, okay, a, a sense of like individualism and initiating and just like a nice sort of masculinity to it, right? Aries is the first sign of the season. So, you know, Aries like wants to go, wants to do. Aries wants to be first. Aries wants to create new things. And we have Mars. He rules that sign, but he's in detriment right now. You know, he's he's in Libra. So Mars can't wield his sword. He has to wield his pen. So instead of like doing <laughs> or being like self, Aries could be selfish sometimes, or being selfish and just thinking about me, how Mars wants to do, Mars has to 
consider other people's emotions and how how can I resolve my problems intellectually or how can I, you know, um, understanding. I, I do think Libra has an innate quality of understanding why. And I also do think that that is like the goodness of Mars and Libra because when you do understand why, let's say a person is acting a way that it a way that they are even if they are your enemy if you understand the motivations of your enemy the why of your enemy the emotions of your enemy you really know how to defeat them so i do think that's also you know a nice way to think about solving your problems as well so if anything does like give you problems on Wednesday, or if that full moon last week kind of gave you issues, think about that. Kind of think about solving those issues from the perspective of why are they doing this and how can I do this like in a more passive way, more intellectually, or more, you know, manipulative. And again, with the moon trining Mars and then squaring Neptune, this is just kind of reemphasizing to get creative. Like you may not be able to solve everything by brute force and direct actions, but you can outthink your way out of a bad situation. Sometimes a pen is sharper than a sword. Even if you think about like um, freaking ethnogenocide, you know, or even like, people or indigenous communities and the government outlawing their native language or putting everything in English so they can't really understand it. Or even, you know, the government using like sneaky little laws and um and shit like that and like school board meetings to like really oppress people, you know? So you don't have to even think about the freaking British Empire. So you don't have to necessarily like go to war and use brute force all of the time or like directly conquer your enemies by like ripping out their heart and and, like raping their woman and you know like stabbing them to death like maybe if you could outsmart them by outthinking them do it um and then again so on this day we're having mercury into libra so I don't think this is bad i feel like mercury does pretty good in libra and then this is giving me sort of the machine, you know, because Libra is a machine. It is the only sign that it, that is a machine, that is a device in the Zodiac. So Libra could kind of have like a cold hearted quality to it, but still wants to look pretty. (laughs) So yeah, like Libra, Libra is a masculine sign. So it could have like this quote, cold hearted, unfeeling, like the sign, the symbol for Libra, does not have blood running through his veins. It does not have a bleeding heart. It's literally the scales, which is a mathematical device. So, um, and then Mercury being there, this could be heightened intellectual abilities and creativities. And this is unique ways about thinking about things, about going about your problems, about answering your problems. This is creating um, devices to do the work for you. This is creating systems to do the work for you. So start thinking about those things and depending on, you know, what area of this chart is. And then again, with these eclipses too. So if you just pay attention to these transits, um, I feel like Mercury going in Libra is not, 
he's gonna get shaken up by the eclipses, but this isn't bad. I do feel like this is giving people the intellectual ability to be like, oh, okay, this is noted. This is noted. We can revisit this later. So maybe next time, next time of year when this comes around again, or during spring when these eclipses start hitting again, I could have something in place to to catch this. Um, so on Thursday, what do we have? The moon is going to sextile Venus and Leo. Then she's going to enter her domicile of Cancer. And she's going to square Mercury and Libra. And then she's also going to try Saturn and Pisces. So I could all automatically tell y'all that my favorite transit of this day is the moon and Cancer trying Saturn and Pisces. Like, oh my God, I think that that's, um, that that's beautiful. But, but let me back up. Moon sextile, um, Venus and Leo is not a big deal. But again, this is some of our last contact of the moon with Venus and Leo. So nice flirtatious energy. Um, but also like keep everything surface level. Um, and again, those wants and desires, right? But boom. So then the moon enters Cancer, and this is gonna happen in the evening towards the end of the day. So that night, so that night, the feels. So <laughs> you can start feeling more emotional or just more in tune, more connected with your emotions. Um, and you may start processing some things that you couldn't really process earlier. Don't get me wrong. Um, the moon is exalted in Taurus. The moon was in Taurus in the beginning of the week. So, you know, that is good. But the moon in Cancer, that is heightened emotional intelligence on like another level. So maybe it was something that was going on last week with the full moon or things that you were, you know, feeling and you didn't really get a chance to kind of like ruminate on that or break it down. This could kind of be your chance now. Um, and then with the moon and cancer square that freshly initiated Mercury and Libra, it's what responsibilities need to be done and taken care of, like what actions need to be initiated. Um, like what do I need to do to ensure my own, you know, safety and to ensure just like a smooth ride, you know, and then also. Mercury and Libra has a sort of creative, creative um, mm, quality to it. That was the word I was thinking for. I was thinking of quality. Mercury and Libra also has a sort of creative quality to it as well. So I think of Mercury, Mercury and Libra to me is like that inventor, that mad inventor, or like that super smart scientist who sometimes has problems connecting with people emotionally. Or just like that person who could just make invent everything, you know. But I do think that the moon and cancer squaring that Mercury and Libra is kind of bringing that emotional quality to it. But also with the moon trying Saturn, that little like survival quality to it. So how am I going to use my mind, my friends, the resources available to me? in order to protect myself emotionally, in order to provide structures, you know, for my problems. Um, 
and so moon trying saturn so i do feel like this is like grounding emotions right kind of help you remember why you are doing what you're doing and i feel like this transit is important to process emotionally because it may help the next two weeks when things start to get start to get rocky so it's important to remember like I'm doing this because of this, or I need to care for myself in, in this way. Sometimes when we get caught up in our life, the easiest thing for us to push to the side is self-care. We need to make this money, so we hustling and bustling and busting our ass, you know, but we don't, you know, sleep eight hours or we don't feed ourselves breakfast because we're too in a rush or, you know, we just like miss certain things that are definitely important. Um, so I feel like that moon trying Saturn is okay. Remember this, like you still, you still need to care for yourself. And also that kind of like, again, that spiritually, all right, I'm doing this because of this, or even again, not to, not to, not to neglect yourself spiritually. Eclipse season, always, always, always up spiritual protection during eclipse season, if you are a sensible person or if you are into that sort of thing, like eclipse season, salt baths, like protective crystals, like <laughs> always it's eclipse season. Anything could happen. Um, So definitely that moon and cancer trying Saturn and Pisces. Don't forget to protect yourself spiritually. Don't forget to protect yourself emotionally. Don't forget to serve and provide for yourself spiritually and emotionally. That's important as well. And I feel like that really does need to be said. So it's rather, you know, I haven't been praying or I'm not going to be um, selfish in a way that like spites others or cause others harm. Or I'm not going to, you know, go to these parties or listen to this sort of music um, or act in this way or consume, take this into my body or engage into these certain relationships or these certain dynamics because they damage me spiritually. And this is something that I simply cannot afford at the moment. So Friday is all lunar transits. The moon's going to square the sun. She's going to sextile Jupiter and, and square Chiron. So I do feel like Again, those are all minor lunar transits, but what it boils down to for me is saying rest in your power and authority. Don't get distracted by anything else. So I do feel like this could feel like a good, um, confident day, but you, the key to it is resting in your confidence and not letting anything sort of like distract you from that. Um, feel more confident about the path that you need to take and the things that you need to do um, and like how to care for yourself and the systems that you need to put in place. It could be just be a real moment of clarity, just kind of initiating everything that I've been saying this week. If doubts and insecurities creep up, ignore them. Know that, you know, you are, you are a leader, you know, you know who you are. And you, and you are a leader. And sometimes, again, like, we could be, especially women, women could be so selfish and self-sacrificial. But self-sacrificialness is never a good thing because if you aren't taking care of yourself, you literally can't serve other people, especially in a way that is healthy. 
all you're doing is damaging them and damaging yourself in the long run. So take care of your needs. Understand that you are the leader and you know what to do. So Saturday, more lunar transit than the moon is moving into Leo. Um, not too much to discuss. So moon try Neptune. Don't become too distracted by emotion. Don't let them run the narrative. The moon square Mars. Um, again, like be focused. Don't don't lose sight of what you set out to do. Be focused and be motivated. Um, and make shit shape. You know, you can you can you are the answers to your own problems, how I was saying. The moon opposes Pluto. Again, pay attention to this. If this moon like opposite Pluto like triggers you um in some sort of way, if it triggers you, it's gonna be feeling like, you know, your needs and survival, needs and survival. So if that triggers you, like pay attention, take note of it, because the eclipse that we are having next week is square Pluto. So that's something to take note of. But again, remember your own agency within this. And then the moon enters Leo. So we're going to start feeling like, you know, more confident, more confident and more um, assured of ourselves. So Sunday, the last day of the week, we're going to have so two, mm, two big transits and then like a little you know lunar transit so mars is going to square pluto venus is finally going to enter virgo and the moon is going to square jupiter so let's talk about this so as i've been saying like pay attention to all the subtleties of this week really pay attention how you feel again this week could kind of be somewhat of an emotional roller coaster because we are getting into eclipse season. So um this is the last major Mars transit before he enters Scorpio. And I love a good Mars and Scorpio because that's Mars and his domicile after Mars has been in like Libra this whole time. Like Mars is so ready <laughs> to go into Scorpio. So um but with this Mars square Pluto, again, Pluto is playing a factor in the eclipse. So pay attention if it's any like weird things to you. But emotionally, I feel like, again, like Libra could be cold and inhumane. And Mars can be sometimes like selfish and inhumane as well. So this could be wanting to take shortcuts and do immoral things or even manipulate or be manipulative for survival. Like, just know that you have options. Keep your integrity. Um, keep your agency. And you will feel better about your abilities in a couple of days. So Mars and detriment is squaring Pluto. This could just be that last, like, oh my God, I have no power. I have no control over my life. Like, I don't know what to do. I can't defend myself. Like, I have no defensive abilities, blah, blah, blah. So in, a, in, a, in, in my fear, in my survival, in like my submissive defensiveness, I'm going to do some like very manipulative, like immoral shit. So this is like setting somebody up type shit, you know? Or like, 
abusing and for weaponizing information, like hiding important information from someone um, that could be life changing or just manipulating people in like really like sneaky ways that are completely unnecessary. Think about like the government doing uh, crazy shit, you know, but from like a lawmaker perspective. So don't do that. Don't slip into those survival. If those feelings arise, sit with them and really obsess, assess where it's coming from. Also, please notice too that eclipses, baby, karma spins the block real quick. Karma spins the block real quick, like during eclipse season. So be careful. Like if you want to be a bitch, be a bitch, but just know you know, um, when that solar eclipse swing around next week and your ass get demolished, know that you had it coming, baby. Know that you had it coming. So, yeah, if, again, this is like a last little panic with Mars um, being at the end stages of Libra, you will feel better in a couple of days. Um, sit with those emotions, understand where it's coming from. Cause if you understand where it's coming from, that could be useful for you for the next two years as we experience eclipses on its axis, but it's not really a big deal. Choose this moment to be empowered, even though you may not feel like it and just not to do anything crazy. So Venus going in Virgo, let's talk about this. So when Venus going when Venus goes into Virgo, she's going to be working up towards the opposition with Saturn and also know that um Venus is in detriment in Virgo, which is also like it's just it's a hard place for her to be, right? So Venus and Leo this whole summer has been turbulent, you know, um depending on how Leo is set up in your chart and how venus is set up in your chart but i feel like it's it's been turbulent especially like for just what i've observed as an astrologer is people having to go through these like harsh intense lessons of finding out what they want you know what they desire that sort of thing like um and having to rather is you seeing harshly realizing that your boyfriend doesn't care for you the way that you care about him or you're doing this self-sacrificial thing which isn't bringing you pleasure and you think okay i'm gonna prioritize myself so i do feel like at the end stages of leo lots of people have learned those lessons and they've gotten to that point where it's like this is what i want this is what i desire i'm empowered i'm gonna treat myself this way and then venus goes into fall you know, so this is, I feel like all this is, is overthinking, like, or, and this is honestly where the real work kind of starts too, so it's like, okay, this is what I want, but how am I actually going to get it, you know, how am I actually going to get it, so this is, I do feel like this is where the shadow work starts, so it's rather, I need to do this or do that or okay if i'm going to treat myself with these sort of expectations i actually have to cut people off or if i want to make this level of money i'm not just gonna snap my fingers and it's just gonna appear to me magically i need to rather it's i need to raise my frequency raise my vibration or i need to work harder or i need to have more discipline so 
I, I do think that that Venus and Virgo is bringing the discipline and also the strategy as to how are you going to get those wants? How are you going to get those desires? How are you going to implement them? So this may be more comfortable for some people than others. I don't necessarily think that this is a bad transit. But again, Venus just wants to be like happy-go-lucky, free. She just wants to like look pretty and be adorned and like ogled over and celebrated you know she doesn't want to think and actually have to do like the mental work of like like oh i actually um have to do this in order to get that and i have to think about these things i have to strategize i have to come up with a game plan i have to think about the details ew you know venus does not want to do that shit but you know, Venus and Tarot, so we, we got to do it. So I feel like that's what that is. And I also do think that, again, like Virgo could sometimes think themselves out of something. So how I said in the beginning to hold on to that feeling, hold on to that feeling and know that it is um, desirable. You know, that not that is, it is desirable, but what I was trying to say, obtainable. That it is obtainable. No, hold on to that feeling. Remember those lessons that you learned during the summer. So even though it may be overwhelming, don't beat yourself up, okay? Don't get hypercritical. Remember your self-esteem and live in your self-esteem. You know, it's still it's still okay to want those things, to desire those things. It's still okay to be that flashy, pretty girl who wants to take up room and who wants to, you know, have attention. All of those things are valid. All of those things are okay, but don't feel discouraged by the work that you have to do to get there. Appreciate the journey and celebrate the journey. Um, and yeah. And then the lastly, with that moon in Leo square, squaring Jupiter, again, and this is that Jupiter and Taurus, that's wants and desires too, right? Or more so is gifts and blessings, but the long run, the long haul, like how am I, what do I need to do over time to get these things or build up to a certain level, build up to a certain level in my life? So that has been the astrology of this week, guys. I will see you next week. Next week is quite an interesting week. And we do have that eclipse on Saturday the 14th. So tune in to next week and I will tell y'all more about um, this cycle of eclipses and kind of themes dealing with eclipses on this axis and i hope you guys feel blessed i hope you guys feel empowered it's actually under an hour so i'm kind of happy about that this episode wasn't too long as always if you enjoyed this please 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 share it with other people be sure to follow me on social media and if you would like to know how this interacts personally with your chart go to my website book a consultation also, if you want any of my other services, they are available on my website. And before we close out, I do want to apologize for missing the last two weeks. I was not physically well. I'm sorry about that, guys. But I um, hopefully, I know this month is going to be kind of a chaotic month, but hopefully 
let's just hope that October, you know, will be better. And of course, if you want like daily updates and just to like keep in check with me daily, follow me on Instagram because that's really where I'll be. I'll be talking to y'all all the time. But anyways, I love y'all. Take it easy. Have a blessed week. Thank you for listening and bye bye.